Creating content on a consistent basis. Why is it so important? Right here, right now on Airbrand Live. What is happening? Hello. What's on, beautiful people? Good to is see that, you guys. Is that us? Are you talking to us with that language? Talking to you. And for those who can't see because you're driving in your cars and you're running your errands, the people here on screen you're missing out on this live program are beautiful, not on an external, but also on an internal. All of the above. So, yeah, thanks Aww. for being really great. This morning, Eric. Yeah. I, I just finished meditating. So I'm on my very zen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> love it. Love it. Yeah. So I just wanted to continue the momentum from our absolutely amazing PodMax 9 event. How did you guys uh, feel about what happened last week? Love it. I'll who, who wants? I, I think it left us speechless. I know, right? Uh, I love it. I think that each one, like, gets better and better. I think that the momentum even gets, you know, it, it gets stronger. The people that are there get even more, you know, vulnerable and open and want to share their stories. And it's really cool just to see the family that we've built now too, and see, you know, how, who's connected to who and who brought in the next guest and, and just to see like that, those relationships build, I think that's everything. And so it's really cool to see people that, you know, we've introduced to, to different hosts or to different guests and how they have relationships now, how they've done business together and just to see how that's expanded from one pod max to the next. So it's, it's an honor to, to work on the, the back end of, of stuff and, and help make those connections. I like using the word evolution. I think that's kind of what you're touching on, Devin, is to see the evolution from some of the relationships that started. It's like a seed growing. So and true. the seed has now become this massive tree with all these, you know, th these different limbs and they're all helping each other grow and evolve. And it's, you know, even listening to other people now, I was on a, a call um, last Thursday with Kathy Sharp James and um, uh, Kathy Sharp Ross. Thank you. And um, she was, she was promoting the whole idea of PodMax and why people should wow. attend. And it's so neat to hear other people talk about it and be passionate about it. And then I carried over till Friday. What I also love about it is that we, we're always open to learning and growing and uh, seeing what we don't yet know and putting it into, in, into practice. So I feel that we're always coming with an open mind and figuring out how to up our own game and what did we do right? What could we do better? What can, what can we improve on? But I love how each one ultimately winds up having its own personality. Right. You know what I mean? Between the people and the just, just 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 all the different components make up this whole just a really incredible personality of each event. You know what I think is so cool? It's so true what you're saying, Josh. And it's awesome, too, because so many people like the relationships you build there 
are are so special and like the the podcasts or the part the pairings that they they have the day of are amazing and then it's cool to then also see you know through the on-air brands network and through all of our you know our family to see who then is partnered up after the fact and still mm. connecting who's on whose shows and and it is it's true that evolution of seeing you know then it's like fun because then you're listening to someone's podcast just because you like their podcast and then they're dropping oh we connected on podmax but it had nothing like they didn't record that episode on podmax so it's it's really cool to see all of those those connections come to life and it's fun to just listen to someone's podcast randomly and hear they met on PodMax. Like that's, you know, that that's why we do it. Yeah. It's always interesting to see because we've done nine to date and our 10th one is coming January 15th. And it's really, like you said, Devin, you know, you, you, you may not have been there for the first few, but you've been to so many, you know, at, at, you know, six, seven or more where all of a sudden, you see the tapestry, you see all the people that make up a bigger picture. And then when they come back, you know, what happens because they were living their lives, growing their business. But meanwhile, you know, it's like all these planetary sort of, you know, celestial things moving around and then they come back and we all fuse together and we complement each other and everybody just has sort of the same vibe around, you know, everybody just wants to help and hug and, you know, grow. So it's really cool. I, you know what I love too? And um, whenever we put these events together, you know, we talk to a lot of people, people, you know, as you can imagine, we're probably talking to dozens and dozens and dozens of people. And some people say, I don't know if this is really a good fit. You know, here we are. I always like the analogy of like double Dutch, you know, we have these two ropes and then some people may look at it and go, I don't want to jump in the mix. <laughs> that scares me. Yeah. So it's like oh, the right people who feel like they got, they're the good fit and they, they, they could jump into the flow. You know, we're like, perfect. You know, you fit with us and our tribe and let's build, let's grow together. Talking about personality, I want to make one more connection here because we know um, we know the value that everybody gets experiencing the day, whether it's a host who keep coming back, whether it's the attendees who are appearing on the shows who time and time again come back, whether it's the general admission crew who sit in and become part of the networking and get to experience the event alongside everybody or us, we, we know what the end value is. Interestingly enough, on paper, this is nothing more than a virtual event, but the one thread we keep hearing from people at all sides of participation, including over and over again, our keynotes, they always stop in their tracks like Jeffrey Hazlett did while we were discussing with him in the middle of the keynote, he literally stopped and said, you know what? This is just the most fun I've had in a long time. Mm -hmm. These types of events usually have more of a, of a different feel, but this is just fun. And that is not at the expense of any sort of value, not at the expense of any sort of professionalism, but I, I don't know what it is, but like, we know that like, when, when you show up, we see even how like the hosts have these like long-term relationships. And we've all, you know, we, we've spoken about like Larry and Esar and Pablo and biz bros, just their connection and, and their persona and personality and band and fun contributes how how or why is that is that even accomplished what are we what, what's happening there 
feel like it's a painting, you know, like we, we have this huge wall every time we show up to this event and it's blank. It's this gigantic side of a building. And then we just have paint and brushes and everybody just goes, just, just have at it. Just go nuts. <laughs> and everybody just contributes. And at the end of the day, we look back, we're like, holy crap, that is beautiful. Looks like a Jackson Pollock. I don't know, but it's it's nice. I love it. And 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 that's how it always feels. Like we also have this sense of accomplishment when we step back and we look at the bigger picture. And we're like, mm. see you again. And that's why we're always like, here's the next time we're gonna be together. Make sure you join. And what's cool is Lisa, do you do you think did you think when we did Podmax one over a year ago when it was a mm -hmm. live event that we were going to eventually build a community of people like hundreds and hundreds strong spanning through multiple countries. I mean, it's insane. The interesting part about that is, <clears throat> excuse me, that remember after that first event, we sat back and we said, we literally said, wow, the community and the sense of um, involvement by every single person there, even though it was live, was so strong. And there was such an in, kind of intense family feel to the event. We didn't know that was going to happen. And it kind of happened organically um, just by the event. And I think it's a, a tribute to the type of people, right? I think it's people that the type of people that, um, you know, we surround ourselves with and that the combination just creates that next level. It's so yeah. true. We put a lot of uh, like-minded individuals in a room together. Like what you can accomplish is so it's, it's so powerful and it's so amazing. And then you bring the, the structure of Podmax to it and, and, the options are endless. And then you also like not to toot your guys own horn, but then you have Josh and Eric who Josh, like you have such like a, that personality, you know, your actor background to be able to be vulnerable and take everyone and let them be themselves and show them exactly who they are for who they are and all of their, like their stories and how they got to where they are. And each person's so individually special that we give them that platform to shine and we give them the platform to be vulnerable and say, you know what, maybe I had a hard upbringing or maybe I've gone through some really hard times in life, but I'm here and I'm standing and I'm in this room for a reason and this is who I am. And so that in and of itself is so powerful and just the vulnerability and, and being able to be like for, for both of you guys to be the leads, to be able to, mm. to create that space and to let people feel comfortable to be vulnerable and to, to share your stories. I think it's that, that is really, I feel like the win and of, of Podmax and, yeah. and creating that space for, for everyone. Let's bring in our guest today who was uh, a new attendee for us, brought to us via way of Pablo. And he certainly connected with biz bros as well. Two of our absolute favorites. They know that let's bring our guest Wally on camera joining us wally conway from the great state of florida today who just experienced Podmax last week what's doing wally everything is great you know i'm, I'm barely recovered from Podmax. just so much energy so many great new friends i've probably had not counting the five of you four of you four others reach out since Podmax, and uh, we're, we're lining up to do some great things together so it's wonderful see that's wow. the net that's that's the networking part um, I also want to hear it, it, among everything you do, Wally, I, I, I need to start with Studio C 
That's Studio S-E-A. This is your boat. Help us understand the, uh, the purpose and the nature of this boat. Well, what happened with the advent of COVID, everything had to go virtual. We transitioned a lot of what we do. I had 16 people on staff. I'm the only person that was ever coming to the office, running the company essentially remote from the office. And I got the uh, thought, well, gosh, if I am doing everything between Zoom and other platforms, why not uh, build a studio on my boat? And the boat that I had was a little bit cramped for the studio I wanted. So we bought a bigger boat and named it Studio C. And we're doing broadcast radio from there. We're podcasting from there and doing other uh, video development from there. As a matter of fact, you'll, you'll love this. On January 15th, I, at the last PodMax, which is my first PodMax, I, I signed up within an hour for the next PodMax, which is January 15th. That's right. And uh, myself, Isar, Pablo, Luis and Fonzie, the Biz Bros, are going to be joining PodMax on January 15th, live from Studio C. No, no way. Whoa, 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 whoa. You kidding me? Are you serious? You're all going to the boat to record? That's right. Is that possible for everyone to have their own feed and their own? Yeah. What I, as a part of building out the studio, the A number one obstacle was connectivity. Okay. We have a Wi-Fi distributed throughout the boat. We have the ability to sit in the salon for the four or five of us to be together for those parts of uh, PodMax where that would be fun. And then because of Wi-Fi connectivity, they each have laptops, they have their own stuff. Yeah. I can set them strategically around, some on the aft deck, some on the aft cabin, some on the flybridge. We can go wherever we want Jeez. and operate independently while we're doing our one-on-one. This wow. is amazing. Oh yeah, my that, that's, that's, uh, that's always a challenge because we have studios as well. And we've often talked about how we could do virtual in our studios, but then the sound will potentially bleed into other areas. So we're like, everybody just stay home. But um, yeah, I mean, I think it's powerful. Do you have room for one more? Because I'm actually going to be in Florida for PodMax uh, in January. Well, <laughs> I have to refuse that with the other hosts, you know. <laughs> you can't it might be too crowded. <laughs> co-founder of on-air brands and horn your way into this thing i'm happy i'm not going to be too far from you i'm going to parachute in right into the boat (laughs) what we're going to need to test out before the 15th is to be sure that we have the bandwidth for five of us to video stream at the same time that's yet up in the air i'm not sure about that but at a minimum uh pablo and i will be out there that's amazing. I love that so much. Did you say you were on your boat now? No. No, I just okay. left. I, I, I did a video stream and I did a broadcast radio show from Studio C. I came in to the office to uh, get some cabling and some other odds and ends that I wanted. And uh, lo and behold, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> what exactly What exactly is your is your business and i know that there are a few answers to this just for the uh for the person listening in well the, our, our primary business we have two companies that do due diligence for people with buildings we have monument commercial building inspections which is a commercial building inspection and due diligence company we have another company home pro inspections that does essentially the same things for um individual residences and the marketing and business development of those businesses, just like any other business, is about creating new relationships and enhancing old relationships. So we've been using podcasting and other 
media pieces to essentially do interviews with people we'd love to meet. So rather than pounding on doors saying, will you please talk to me about my business? We're able to lead with a give and say, you know, your business is fascinating to me. I'm sure others would be fascinated. We'd love to interview you on commercial real estate today or sold in St. Augustine or whatever, um, whatever particular show fits that relationship. Hmm. So you, so that's interesting. So you have multiple shows which would appeal to your different, you know, target audience as far as the, the, the person that you're trying to attract to be on your show that you want to do business with. Exactly right. And some of those are in broadcast. We also have some TV properties that we're doing. We have a lot of different mixes, but the whole goal for me is the creation and enhancement of relationship to foster other business. If we end up with 10 million followers, that's nice, but ultimately it's the creation and enhancement of the one-on-one -on -one relationship. The other thing we're able to do is center the content on the guest. So we give them a lot of collateral material, help them slice and dice, teach them how to use that one brief media event and distribute that across their various platforms. So from their website and their email marketing, Facebook, YouTube, whatever, we have a little cheat sheet we give them to connect our digital universes to their digital universes so that as we're distributing, we're already liking and tagging and teaching them to share, which is very, very good for us as the host company. And it's very, very good for the guests. So it's about enhancement of the guest position. I don't know if uh, Wally, you were in the room when you you were a guest at um, PodMax, like we keep saying. One of your hosts was Justin Fraser. Yes. I know we remember when that interview ended, Justin came back into the main room. I don't know if you were in the room. You may have stepped away for a moment, but Eric, you remember what Justin 100%. said? Justin was the host. Wally was the guest. Listen to the power from a host perspective about having certain guests. In this case, Wally, what did he say? Yeah, he, he said as soon as he got out of the room with you, Wally, I just made a million dollars. <laughs> and, I mean, how powerful of a statement is that? So we asked him to elaborate what happened. And he said, well, there's certain things in Wally's business that we are going to implement that throughout all of our assets, you know, our apartment complexes, uh, it's going to probably save us a million dollars. And I said, you're welcome. <laughs> He's a good friend of mine, you know. So, I mean, Would yeah. You mind chatting amongst yourselves. I'm going to go out to the mailbox and see if that's <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you check your mail when you're on the boat, by the way? Do the, the seagulls deliver it? <laughs> Does it come in a bottle? Snail, snail mail. I have not gotten mail at home in 15 years. Wow. I, I totally isolate my home life, my personal life from a, a rather visible, at least in a local regional sense, a very visible professional life. I don't get mail. I don't get anything at the house. In fact, we, we just moved to a, a new condo uh, about a year ago. In the 15 years prior to that, in our home, Tanya and I, we did not have a phone or mm. internet connection in the home. It's, it's a total disconnect. So that when I want to be visible and, and, and do business or do whatever, I step into another location to mm. do that. And that's either in the office, the boat, or the podcast studio, or the radio studio, whatever it is. But it, you know, I think a lot of people are concerned by gracious, if I'm visible, 
what happens to my personal life? And, and that can be very easily managed in how you do what you do and where you do what you do. So they, people feel like they, they have a relationship with you, yet they're, they're not in your living room disrupting your, mm. your, your personal life. Before we step too far away from this million dollar piece of advice that Justin received from Wally, I want to get specific with what exactly it was. I remember what it was because for the person listening, there's so many lessons within this, including you don't have to think that just because the way things were done or are done, is the only way it can, should, or needs to be done. You can always think about, well, what would make this better, different, more valuable? What if I, instead of doing it like this, what if I tried it like this? Wally, do you know what we're talking about? You gave, yeah, you gave Justin a very specific piece of advice about how to use the inspection process from a sales, real estate sales point of view. Paint that whole picture for us, please. Right. Well, this works exceptionally well in residential real estate or commercial real estate. Specific to Justin, they do multifamily housing. Some of these buildings have 400 or more units. So when they put a property up for sale, they put it up for sale. They say that it's for sale and it's $40 million. Then the due diligence is done by the buyer. A piece of that due diligence about physical condition of the property is an inspection. After an inspection, it doesn't matter if it's a $40 million property or a $40,000 cottage in the woods. Hmm. After the inspection, the price never goes up. What usually ends up happening is that buyer says, hey, there's a few imperfections. Let's talk about these and have a repair, a replacement or a reduction in price. All of those work to reduce the net to the person selling. Wow. So as Justin and I were talking about his business, I said, you know, if you were proactive and you inspected your buildings prior to putting them on the market, mm. then you said, my building has 400 units, it's $40 million. Here's a document listing all of its imperfections and we have based the price based upon its present physical condition. What happens is it removes the negotiation point from the other side because you've already disclosed it. So. In my Navy pilot days, I, I, I flew with a guy, a commanding officer of mine. He said, bad news doesn't get better with time. <laughs> and when you translate that thought to business, what you're saying is in any business negotiation, the person that brings the information to the negotiation table is in charge, mm. even if the information is derogatory. My mom actually taught me that. I'm 65. I grew up when TV was black and white, and we went outside and we played till the street lights came on and we ran home, and the phone had a party line. My mom would send me out to play, go outside, go outside, and I'd say, okay, I'm going outside. And she'd say, by the way, if you do anything wrong, right after you're done doing it, sprint home to tell me. Because I, if I get a phone call that you've done something wrong before you've gotten home to tell me, you are in a buttload of trouble. Oh, that's a good one. But it, don't we all know that from our lives? It's the same thing in business. It's the same thing in business. When, when something's not right, you just say so. I'll give you a really good example. For some reason, I can't get the darn mic to work. It worked earlier today. It didn't work right. And we talk about that. Okay, here's what we're going to do. 
and you just move forward, you know? So I don't have that deep throaty voice that Eric and Josh does <laughs> as you're hearing it, but as I'm transmitting, it does sound that good. I was going to, I I was going to say, which Eric and Josh are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I don't, since you referenced the past and old technology and things growing up, I have to, for those of you who are listening, I apologize. He has an old Victrola as I'm guessing what that is in the background, right? You are not old enough. I'm going to put it out there. (laughs) You have in the background one of the original Macintosh computers. Here's the thing, though. I am old enough to have remembered using that. I am sure you are not old enough to have used that, you know, in its time. Just to be accurate, what is in in the background is a Magnavox radio with a morning glory horn speaker. And adjacent to it, there's a a statue of a dog. That dog is Nipper, who was the RCA mascot. That statue was called his master's voice. There was a point in time when I collected old radios and phonographs, and and what you see in the background is what's left of that collection. That radio is over a hundred years old. Wow! Wow! I love it. I love no, it. I'm not old. <laughs> what did you do with the rest of the collection? Sold it off. Got it. Wow. Well, you know you're not a hundred because you already disclosed that, no, so we know. <laughs> but the God's truth of it is, there's a 23 year old dude trapped inside of this. Very well preserved, sixty-five-year-old carcass. <laughs> wow. He went out at five o'clock this morning for his morning hour workout. Whoa! Say that again. So you get wow. up at five a.m. every day. I do. Five a.m. every day, and you do an hour workout from that point. I do. Yeah, I, I, I get my uh, my earbuds in. I'm a, a, a podcast listener as well wow. as a, as a host. I get my morning podcast in. I spend that hour doing my little cardio, a little light weights, a little this, a little that. It, it's really about keeping your body in motion. If you keep your body in motion right. and, and you can see your toes when you look down, there's a good chance that you too can be 65 and thrive. What else do you do during your awake hours that we can learn from? Um, I intermittent fast. I like that. So uh, does Eric. I go at least 12, 15 hours a day between meals. Right now, you know, Thanksgiving was a time of excess. I gained seven pounds in Thanksgiving. I did a good job. My wife and I were out with a grandmother at Yosemite, and I just ate like a fool, drank a little bit too, as it turned out. <laughs> I got back, and I said, man, I, I'm not the buff dude I was when I left. So I, I did a five-day fast and just drank tea for five days, dropped really? nine pounds. Wow. And, uh, you know. Fascinating. Yeah. There's something about that, not not to get into the intermittent fasting for too much, but um, resetting your body I for me is so beneficial. We went on a, um, a nice little retreat, my wife and I, for the first time since we had kids. Um, it was like a little honeymoon for four days. We went away and we spa treatments and massages and, of course, unlimited food cooked by master chefs. Yeah. I'm telling you, and, and this sounds, you know, first world problems. By the second and half day, I was done. I was like, I don't need to eat this much, but I'm eating it because it's in front of me and I've already paid for it. Um, yeah. So after I fasted for almost 24 hours, Wally, just to reset, like get this all out of my system. It just felt, ex- ex- it was a success. It was just- It's pretty easy to develop those habits yeah. over time. Not that we're doing a uh, wellness podcast, but I see the miracle <laughs> morning in your background also, Hal Elrod. Yeah. Stuff is real. 
And, and there's a one-liner that I know at least Eric's familiar with. If you don't choose to spend time on your wellness, you'll be forced to spend time on your illness. Mm, I love that. Oh, wonderful. Throw that in the notes, Jake. Yes. I love that. I love it's that. awesome. Wally's so good. So much of what you're talking about too, Wally, is whether it's about doing the, and I'm a realtor, that's my my everyday life, um, and it's doing pre-inspections. And that's kind of setting expectations, setting a mindset for the buyers. Then you switch over to what you just said about wellness. It's a mindset right? It's setting your mind for, I'm going to be proactive. And I think in whether it's the inspection, whatever part of your life, if it's the business piece, the wellness piece, the emotional piece, your relationships, it's, you know, it's really about keeping tabs on um, your perspective and, and and being proactive, being proactive in everything that you do. Um, and it, and that's what that's what I'm hearing from you, and I and I say kudos to that. I really I agree with that, and I think that we you know we're all we're all kind of of that same mindset. Control the controllables, avoid the avoidables, and relax through everything else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow, I I like that. Relax through everything else. There's another one for you, Jake. <laughs> so good. So much to be learned. Business together. <laughs> Wally, I think I heard um, a few moments ago, you, you mentioned in passing, you were a Navy pilot? I was. Yeah, after I escaped from uh, Camden, New Jersey, I went to the Naval Academy, graduated from there just barely, and uh, was a Navy pilot and retired in 94, and that's when I began starting the companies. Mm. Really? Yep. Uh, what why was that? Yeah. yeah. Why were real estate? What, what, brought, what led you to that? So it started in the early 80s. I was a flight instructor at that time, and I, I wanted to uh, buy a new home. New houses in Jacksonville, Florida at that time were forty or $50,000, and that was way too expensive. So I started hanging out at construction sites trying to understand why it was so expensive and see if there was a way I could make it less expensive. Hmm. My observation was the people building the homes were not significantly more clever than I, and in many cases less clever. But I think I can do this. So I became an owner builder. I, I bought a piece of dirt and got out the phone book. Somebody, I'll, I'll tell you about what the phone book was later. Take <laughs> <laughs> that whole episode. people and said, "Hey, can you build me a, a foundation? Can you can you frame my house? Can you do this?" And they did that, and I gave them money, and I had a house, and that got me started. Uh, it also got me involved in flipping before that was cool and popular. A lot of other. Th I helped with mortgages, just playing around in real estate. So when I retired in '94. A couple of things dawned on me. I'd never written a resume. I'd never been on a job interview. And I kind of liked a lot of things in real estate. And home inspections in 1994 were very new. And in Jacksonville, Florida, there were nine home inspection companies in the phone book. Back to the phone book. I became number 10. Our staff is now nearly twice the size of what the industry was in our region when we started. So, And that really growth all became came from teaching, talking, presenting, playing in media as an amateur media guy and just kept doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it. And more people came to know us, like us and trust us. And we, we do pretty good. I love that. That's such a cool story. It's true too. <laughs> it sounds like the Navy though, really. And we had somebody, um, was he in air force? I think. Um, a few weeks ago. And it sounds like that Navy training though, that, that Navy mindset and, and what they teach you there really helped 
create the foundation for your success today? Uh, I, I think there's a lot of truth to that. It does bring up the nature or nurture question. Do, do people who spend time in the military right. develop it or do they thrive there because of it? But nonetheless, that idea of uh, entrepreneurial fear and business fear, I was at a seminar one time for Success Magazine. A buddy of mine now is the president of that, Don Hobbs, if anybody knows Don. But anyway, this gentleman was the founder of, or, or the developer of Formula 409, the spray cleaning product. Yeah. Mm. And he was telling the story uh, about entrepreneurial fear. And he told that he was in World War II flying over Germany and he was shot down. And he was laying essentially in a swamp breathing through a, a reed or a straw while the soldiers and the dogs were, were looking to capture him. And the only thing that kept them from capturing him was he remained calm and quiet in spite of fear beyond all belief. Mm. And he said that in his business life, as in an entrepreneurial life, whenever he felt fear come in his direction, he reminded himself of laying in the water, breathing through a straw, hoping that he would not be captured and said, you know, this thing I'm fearing in business is really not that big a deal. Mm. Mm. That's that puts things in perspective, doesn't it? You know, it, it doesn't just apply in business. It applies in life. It sure. applies in everything that's happening. You know, we can often go down rabbit holes, surround ourselves with people that can pull you into rabbit holes. And, you know, if you think, and put things in perspective, you know, I, I think someone at Pod, Podmax during the uh, the open breaks said, oh, maybe it was Hazlett. Jeffrey Hazlett said, you know, you're not going to die. Like, think about the situation where yeah. it's like, mm. are you going to die if you do this? You know, like I was thinking about this. I was getting gas last night and gas, uh, you know, to uh, for the winter months and storage oh, for the generators, you know. Fast and got gas. Yeah, no, no, no. That that too. That happens often. But um, no, just just filling up some some five gallon jugs of gasoline. And I was thinking about um, how combustible gas is. Right, the fumes alone, they say, is is if you ignite just the fumes, it's five pounds of dynamite, the equivalent to. We don't often think about what we're sitting on in a car, in a truck, in an SUV, we're sitting on at minimum 15 to 20 gallons of com the most combustible, flammable liquid. And we don't think about it, right? If you thought about it all the time and put that into perspective, we're taking that risk all the time, right? Where every time you step in the car, that thing could blow up. The lesson from that is what's familiar becomes comfortable. Back mm. to our experiences together on Podmax, it, it may be new. It may look frightening. Mm. Get out there, you do it, it. It becomes familiar. It gets comfortable. And next thing you know, it's just flow and go. Right. Right. So true. So true. Fear, man. Fear. Fear is a powerful thing. And um, yeah, that read. It, I, I couldn't know. I could have only imagined like a. Uh, Rambo, you know, like a scene from Rambo and uh, <laughs> in the dark and being able to survive. And, you know, oftentimes, um, you know, if you're in a situation, if you put things in perspective, it can help you sort of mentally get out of it. You know, yeah, it's just about saying yes and going for it. And, and, and let's be a little bit transparent. I got an email that I read about nine minutes before we all jumped on together. I've never been on on-air brands with you guys before. Yes, I've been to Podmax. Yeah, there's an email. Hey, can you be on air with us, you know, in nine minutes? I'm like, yeah. yeah, sure. That sounds like fun. Let's go do it. 
No idea what the topic was. No idea who was going to be here other than Josh who sent the email. I'm like, let's go do it. Let's have some fun. <laughs> so relax. Ride the ride. So well, good. I love that. I love that. By not having fear too, like you don't miss out on those opportunities. Like we're grateful that you're here. We're grateful that like that didn't hold you back and you jumped right in too. So I think uh, surrounding yourself with the people that you surround yourself with now obviously will help kind of yeah. keep. I also them. knew that you would protect me if Josh and Eric ganged up. <laughs> <laughs> and she will, Wally. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> So, so looking back in your Navy pilot days, if I understood correctly, it was for a good chunk of your life, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 20 years counting schooling, this thing and the other thing. So, yeah. Looking. Here's what's yeah. fascinating about the passage of time. Yeah. And uh, got to love the biz bros who affectionately refer me to me as their OG. Had to look that one up. <laughs> Had to look that one up in the phone book, right? Yeah. 20-year career ended. 26 years ago, mm. I have been drawing, you know, it's kind of funny. People say to me, thank you for your service. And I say, well, thank you for sending me retirement checks the last 26 years. <laughs> you know, your debt is almost paid. <laughs> but, uh, but really, your debt is- <laughs> you earned it, Wally. You yeah. earned it. <laughs> you time earned it for sure. March, you know, things go pretty quickly. I, I do want to point out because, you know, age is nothing but a number, right? You To me, you're 65 years young. Uh, you know, Chuck Yeager today has has left us. I uh, the man who broke that. the sound barrier. He was 97. Yeah. Wally, look how much time is left for us. Right, brother? I mean, yeah, 97. That's an inspiration. Seriously. I tell you about Chuck Yeager. Uh, I, I love that guy. What he's done before breaking the sound barrier, after professionally. He actually got married about eight years ago, I believe it was. So with the wonders of Facebook, uh, probably 10 years ago, I I see him on Facebook. So I sent him a friend request. We're friends on Facebook. And uh, when he passed, I posted a little tribute to him. I have people sending me their condolences (laughs) for the loss of my friend Chuck. I'm like, well... It wasn't quite that relationship, but I, I you can't help but admire the guy. Yeah, he, he, he was an amazing man. Absolutely. I mean, you often forget, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, these these folks who are icons and legends, and you know, they're 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 out there, they're doing their thing, and we're not checking in on them. And you know, sometimes, you know, you see things, you're like, oh, I thought they passed away. I mean, Chuck Yeager, 97 years old. You know, honestly, I didn't know, and and just. It's just an inspiration to think that we can aspire to live, you know, into close to our hundreds if we take care of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. But look at what you just said. You've been, you served for 20 years. You've been out for 23 years, 26 years. And to get to Chuck Yeager's age, you you need another 30 plus years. So you you have a whole nother lifetime of, and you know, it's like, what can you accomplish? I mean, when you look at it that way, you have a third life to live. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have the biz bros calling you OG. I mean, you are, yeah, you're, you're good to go. I I humored them. (laughs) (laughs) uh, That's an interesting relationship that you've developed with them. And, and I don't know if, 
I'd love to hear a little bit more about how, you know, how that relationship evolved. And, and, you know, I mean, obviously you might be at different phases of your life, but it seems like you've really built a bond. Oh yeah. We have a great time. So it started with Pablo about uh, probably two or three years ago. I was involved with a real estate investment group called Yellowbird, wonderful group of, of investors. I don't know if you know any of them, but they, they probably, purchase, control, manage two, 3,000 houses a year. But they, uh, at an event, I was one of their ambassadors. We do a lot of things together. And Pablo became one of their ambassadors. And he did his uh, little shtick, as I love to say. And that's a positive thing, a shtick, as Josh knows. Thanks, I, Wally. Yeah, just, it's a putch doing a shtick. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so Pablo did a, uh, a thing for a our, our ambassadors for our leadership team. On, on the power of connection. And, and that's where I met him and we became friends after that. I then uh, lassoed him in to some uh, philanthropy that we're doing local for Best Buddies. It's an international group, but uh, I nominated him to be a champion. He was very involved in that. We've just become fast friends and we do a lot of things together. He also, as, as you're likely aware, does a, a lot of different uh, podcasting and video type stuff with other friends of mine who we, we do collaborative things together. Anyway, the biz bros were slicing and dicing content for the Not Your Average Real Estate Investor show. And I said, man, I need that. So Pablo introduced me to biz bros and that's how that all came to be. So uh, we've got it with each other and we do other little goofball stuff together to support and enhance each other's businesses. But you know, for me, it, it's all about creating relationships. How rapidly can you create mm. that initial relationship so you can continue to build and evolve it? For, for some that's in person, for some that's romantic, for some that's professional. But ultimately, when you really sort it out, it's about the quality and quantity of our relationships that determines the richness of your life and, and the size and scope of your business. Gary Keller often says, no matter the problem you have, don't ask the what, ask the who. Mm. Because if you get an answer that is a what, you've just put something else on your plate. You probably don't know how to do it anyway. When you focus on who, who can guide me, who can show me, who can consult me, who can I hire to do this with me and for me, the who is, uh, is the answer. Eric and I had the um, opportunity to interview Jeff Woods recently who's the president of their um, the long thing. Yep. The training company. Yeah. Coincidental. I, I was uh, one of the first 100 one thing certified trainers in the country mm. and uh, the only home inspector in the country at the time who was a one thing certified trainer was wow. also involved with them um, as a maps business coach. So I, I have a mm. tremendous admiration for the internal workings of that organization. Yeah, they're they're a powerful organization, and uh, you know we we've learned so much. You know that that book is 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 such an inspiration. I've learned so much, and I I made it my desktop. You know the uh, the 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 great quote that uh, what's the one thing you can do? Such by doing it, everything else will be easier or necessary. The uh, clarifying question. Yeah, yeah. The clarifying question. Before I put pen to paper, before I touch the keyboard, I ask myself that question. Yeah. Uh, Wally, I also want to give you massive kudos for recognizing what the Biz Bros were doing and how you can 
start to implement because there aren't many people, um, especially of your generation, that recognize you know, or can get past the fear of doing it because, you know, as Lisa could tell you, we, we run an organization of uh, over a thousand members in the real estate space here in the uh, Mercer County area, New Jersey, uh, South Jersey. And, um, you know, the majority don't know, you know they're, they're OGs and, yeah. and, and to them, I'm a spring chicken, you know, I'm, I'm in my late forties, but to them, I, you know, I'm, I'm this young biz bro that's running around going, do content, create content. And they're like, shut up with your content. <laughs> but what was it for you that, were you thinking about it along the way and it was just the right timing or, you know, how did it work out for you to just commit and say, I'm all in and I'm going to start creating content? Um, I think the honest answer is uh, dumb luck and saying yes, <laughs> and then figuring it out along the way. You know, I've been doing some type of media for more than 20 years now, mm. and it all came down to the, exactly the same way. You know, somebody said, "Hey, would you would you do this or would you try this?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." So it's resulted in HGTV, DIY Network, and broadcast shows and a bunch of other things. But it, it, it's very easy once you say yes and. The podcasting is just the next iteration of that. Uh, and the, the biz bros, hey, look what we're doing. Oh, wow, that would be better if I did that. And I write them my retirement check every month and we do it together. <laughs> <laughs> now, it brings up an important point, though, and I tease uh, what the, the, the expense of the biz bros is, is, is cheap compared to what they do. Too often we see something new and we'd like to do it. And we get half cheap and half lazy. I can figure this out. I can do this on my own. And all you do is spend an inordinate amount of time that if you launch whatever it is you're trying to do, you do it poorly and it doesn't mm -hmm. work. Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of, man, rather than invest all this time and bits of money to do this poorly a long time from now, let's front load this. Let's get the best people we're able to get Biz Bros in this case, or Pod Max in, in a similar respect, and say, hey, I want to pay my way to the head of the line mm. in an education sense. Mm. And you just get better faster. Look at the number of things we've done that have been Pod Max related just in the past week. You know, not you've done, but I've done through these relationships and exposures. It's it's, it's cheap. <laughs> what I what I love about your your philosophy and is is that you know basically fire aim ready or whatever the the saying is right so you 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 make the decision and then we know that we're going to learn something out of it whether it works or not right whether you can go 3 months and reflect you know back to see you know what did I what did I gain from that oh maybe I'll just pull the plug on it but I guarantee you, 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 you learned a ton and you figured out how to make it better and how to improve upon what it is you just experienced. So it's, it's pretty powerful that, that you've, you know, obviously you, you know this, but then you're preaching it to the folks out there who, right? You know, who you're nothing if you're not in motion and it doesn't matter whether it's a car, an aircraft carrier or, or an aircraft, you cannot turn it or steer it if it's stationary. Mm. And the faster you're moving, the less input you need to make a dramatic turn. So mm. you, you get in motion, you're seeing more things, you're exposed to more things, and you're just doing little rudder corrections along the way to 
make it better. It doesn't mean because you've launched before you know everything that, that you're going to make huge mistakes. What you want to do is make a large number of small mistakes rapidly that you correct for. I love that. I love the idea of um, the, the the whole concept of the importance of relationships. I think that in this very moment of my life and where our business is, I'm hit over the head with that fact over and over again, knowing full well that that's really all it's about. Sometimes Eric and I will take meetings, not even really knowing what, 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 why we're having them, where it's going to go, what's going to come out of it. But lo and behold, a week or two or three months or six months or a year later, it hits home that, my goodness, look what came of that one meeting. And it's sort of like, like you said, Wally, build the momentum, go fast and just uh, correct along the way. But it starts from the people you know, the people you communicate with, the people you connect with, all serving uh, the purpose. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. And it's definitely being open to the relationships, you know, sometimes not making a predetermination, you know, that you, you think, you know, you, you'll have a connection with somebody, but just having the conversation and listening and all of a sudden you, you might, you know, create a connection that you did not think was there. Mm. I've been very much, I think this whole year for me, it's been so much about, and some of it has, you know, gone to PodMax about relationships and taking years worth of different things that you've been doing, whether it's in my real estate business, whether it's with PodMax or other things that I'm working on and kind of bringing them together and saying, wow, those relationships all created a connection to bring me to this spot today to be able to make a phone call or send an email and get a response. Completely agreed. My Yellowbird connection led to Pablo. Pablo led to the Bizbros, led to right. Podmax. Here we are, you know, enhancing, creating relationships. It's pretty cool. I'm willing to bet that we'll do something great together in the real estate space with your peeps up there in Mercer County. I love it. Let's do it, Wally. Tons, tons. It's so powerful. Like how many, like, like we're saying, the relationships that you make, like right now. So when I started building my business, all I did was go to every meetup possible, go to every possible webinar, go to every meeting that was in person, every conference. Like I, and I am like that person that would go and I'd sit, I'd be early, I'd sit front row center. I've always would, you know, yeah. make time to talk to the speakers afterwards. I'd always, you know, find someone that I just, really liked and want to introduce myself to them and, and, and just like kind of latched on and learn from them. And, and it's so powerful to see those relationships now kind of come full circle and how like those relationships. And it was just more so talking. Like I'm just interested in people. I just, I like people. I like talking to people and it's interesting to see how they've either now been able to work together or, I don't know, just like how you can kind of massage those relationships into something that, or even connect them to somebody else. Like there's been people at PodMax that I'm like, these people do really cool things. Like I know someone that would be good for you. Here, let me connect the dots mm -hmm. for you. I'm going to introduce you to this person. Like it has nothing to do with me. It benefits me in no which way, but I care about this person and I want to do good for them too. And so I think like, regardless of what business you're in, if you're, if you own your own business, you're in the people business. Like it's all about relationships. It really is. And it's about, 
caring about people. It's about being there for people. It's about knowing who to surround yourself with. And, and so, I mean, people is everything. Relationships is everything. We're in agreement. You know, with the joy of podcasting and other types of media, you can be creating relationship with a person in a sense passively and you don't even know. Yeah. And, and, and they may have listened to you or followed your things for days or weeks or months or years. And on initial meeting, their their feeling, their trust level is, I, I, I know you like your trust you. I've been I've been a part of your universe for years and you just didn't know. Mm-hmm. Love that. Wally, so we are coming to the end here, as I usually love to say, uh, let's land this bird. But in your case, let's dock this boat, right, brother? Let's do that. Uh, it was it was great chatting with you. The team loves you. We're looking forward to doing more with you and figuring out how we can all sort of fuse what we do, because I'd say four out of five of us, now five out of five of us here are, are investors. We all invest in real estate, whether Josh likes it or not. He does have property <laughs> um, and he doesn't like to uh, talk about it. But yeah, we 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 just love uh, having you. You're one of us and uh, continue doing what you do. And uh, we'll we'll watch and we'll we'll come back to we'll dock yeah, our chips pleasure. together. Being with you, appreciate the invite. As you know, I'm, uh, I can respond on short fuse, and at the very worst, I'll see you all uh, January 15th at Podmax. Yeah, on a, bo- yes, on yes. a boat. Look, on I'm a, on a boat. Oh my god, you guys, <laughs> you guys got to do that SNL yeah, bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm on, a boat. on a boat. Well, but Wally, how's the the what's the best way people can reach out to you if they love what they heard? Ah, uh, email's probably good to be honest with you. Uh, Wally W A L L Y at gohomepro.com. Love it. Love it. We'll put that in the notes. Thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in. Please like, subscribe, share, do all that stuff. We will be here for our last show of the year next next Wednesday at 11. Yes. Eternally grateful for you and for 2020 and everything we've learned and everything we've figured out together. Uh, We will see you next week. Have a wonderful day. Hello, this is Josh McCowan, CEO of Viva May Hospitality and the beautiful Renault Resort Winery. I have to tell you, the secret's out. And the secret is On Air Brands. On Air Brands Creative Agency, which specializes in launching podcasts, transforming live events into live streaming events, and social media marketing soup to nuts. On Air Brands has changed the game. There'll never be a day from here forward when you and I and our companies don't need to be on the air. Every brand needs to be on the air, but so few know that. So it's great to work with a group that are ahead of the curve and to find a company that has been built on the core foundation of the future of marketing. If you're ready to broadcast your brand like they've done for my brands, take the next step and make a change that can transform your business, reach out to On Air Brands today. That's onairbrands.com. Yes, onairbrands.com.